Tonight's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you as always by ZipRecruiter. You know it's not smart? Eating Chinese food at three in the morning after you've had a couple too many. Right, nephew Kyle? Right. Right. I didn't do that, Kyle. Did. You know what else isn't smart? Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. Luckily, there's a smart way at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. They find people with the right skills for your job. They actively invite them to apply. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Find out why they are rated number one by employers in the U.S. based on Trustpilot rating of hiring sites with at least 1,000 reviews. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Meanwhile, Seeky continues to be the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. For $20 off your first Seeky purchase on any game or sporting event, use promo code BS. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com because this is a great time to buy tickets right now. Got bowl games coming up, NBA, NHL, not baseball, just about everything else though. Check it out, SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com or download their app. Don't forget to check out the ringer.com and the Ringer Podcast Network, especially uh, one of my favorites, the Rewatchables, came back late last week with all the president's men. I think we might do one more before Thanksgiving. And speaking of podcasts, we have a crossover podcast in Vegas. Dual Threat, Ryan Rossillo. You're not going to this, are you, Kyle? I'm not going to make it, no. Wow. Dual Threat with Ryan Rossillo crossing over with the Ringer NFL shows, Kevin Clark and Robert Mays. They're going to be in Vegas. By the time you listen to this, it might be the night. It's Monday night. They're going to be at the Caesars Palace, uh, Cleopatra's Barge area at Caesars. And if you want to get tickets, go to theringer.com. Check out at Ringer on Twitter. We have a whole bunch of ways if you still want to go there. Las Vegas, we would love to see you. Come on out. Take some pictures with the boys. Need our Ringer fans in Vegas. Come on. Come see our dudes. Coming up, the Cuz first Pearl Jam. All right, the Cuz is on the line. We spent the whole day together. I'm tired of you. He's tired of me. Um, but we're going to do it. We're doing a pod. We spent like eight hours together. Jesus. Yeah, only only 90 more minutes. Well, how could that hurt? We put a video. I was just taping with my iPhone. I was taping you and our insane friend Brad was there. It was the first, it was once once or twice a year he comes over to my house to watch football with us. And uh and I just started That's too taping. Much, right? I don't know. I don't know if it's it might be too little. The whole Simmons really? family right. really loves him. Yeah, he's crazy. So we put it into a whole video that's on. You can find it on the Ringer's Twitter feed or probably on our site somewhere. But if he you, has an opinion on everything, and Bill, you know, Bill chose to uh, capture a, I don't know a one one hundredth of his opinions. Yeah, they're all entertaining. I think we decided to edit the bathroom visit he made when um, he was <laughs> singing to himself and talking about cheese and God knows what else was going on. And ended it <laughs> with favorite. false alarm. <laughs> we were just dying. I might have to just put that up on my Instagram or something. Um, <laughs> hey, let's start with the with the Jimmy Butler trade because um, 
You're that dying happened. to talk about this. You had two days where you couldn't say anything. You you, you put the camera to yourself and gave it I a did. good I did. I did that on Twitter. It was like, I don't want to have to do that. But it's, of course, the classic bad ringer luck. The trade happens on a Saturday in the in the late morning Pacific time when, mm-hmm. you know, we had to rally the troops. But I there's some gambling ramifications. This is a good topic for us. Phillies now. Yeah, they sure are. Phillies yeah. 18 to 1 now to win the title. I, I'm just going to reiterate what I said in the in the little stupid Twitter thing I did. Um, I like I like the trade for Philly a lot, and it's a it's one of those high ceiling low basement trades where if it doesn't work, you know you do the blackjack dealer back in twenty minutes hand palm thing and you just walk away. If it does work, they really have a chance to make the finals. They'll have three guys who are in the top twenty in the league if they're all healthy, and then. JJ Reddick as the fourth, and then they still have some assets, you know, potentially go get a fifth guy. There's still one guy short for crunch time. But you, since the last time we talked about NBA, we talked long and hard about the Bucks and yeah. their possibilities contender. We we had no idea what to make of the Raptors. We assumed the Celtics were going to be awesome. We assumed wrong. They have started out rocking to say the least. The East might be better than the West, so is that possible? No, come on. Is that possible? The top four? Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter because the West is you'd still take Golden State minus two hundred over everyone, right? Golden yeah, you State. would. But who but the yeah. second best team in the West from a talent standpoint is it's it's arguable. It really is. Denver's probably the Denver and Utah are probably the two consensus next man up teams, and then you have the Lakers with LeBron. We don't know what shape they're gonna take then. Yet, and then you have a you whole bunch of. Can't count Houston out yet. I know that. I know them uh, playing lousy, but they well, could he, be good. Houston, they had the Carmelo exorcism today. It looked like that might have helped. It yeah. might have helped a little, but yeah, they they had the bad juju, and you know, yeah, it's something we were talking about it. Um, we were talking about it today with the Jags, like trying to figure out what happened to the Jags this year. Mm-hmm. And you were saying how how uh, a friend of yours was saying how sometimes when you get that close. And you don't get there, it kind of breaks you for the next year. I hadn't yeah. thought of it that way, um, but but that might be part of what's going on with Houston. And you kind of have that one shot at it, and you know it's your window, and you need all these things to come together, and you're playing out of your mind, and then mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen, and you're look and you're going back, and then the next season doesn't start out as well, and you just start going, oh man, I can't believe we were so close last year, and now we're here. I wonder and if that's part of it. Backbreaking. I, I talked about this. Uh, I don't know where I talked about this, but the, there's also the backbreaking. Every week or so, there's a backbreaking viral video of a of a possession, a Golden State Warriors possession, where there's like eight passes that ends in like a a Steph Curry, you know, um, floater from six feet. And it's like it, players see that and they're like, "Oh God, how are we ever going to beat this team? How yeah. if, even if everything goes right, might be discouraging." So. And then you have, you know, in the East. The way Giannis is playing right now, the Celtics spent all this time trying to get rid of LeBron. They finally got rid of him, and then Giannis and Kawhi show up. Uh, two, you know, two MVP candidates. Giannis is the best player in the league this season so far, and now Philly has. I, I hate the word big three, but it's mm-hmm. it's a legit threesome. They have three guys yeah. who could potentially make the All Star team. It's so, good, but as your as your Celtics are learning, sometimes too many guys is is, is not the uh, answer, right? True. I I think the thing the reason I thought this might work with Butler is because 
you're basically just subbing him for Robert Covington, who is a very good defender, and so is Butler. But Butler can do so much more offensively, and he's a playmaker in the whole thing. He is he does like to have the ball and do stuff with it. And I think that part's going to be interesting with Simmons, whether he can just play off the side. But, you know, the big thing for me is the chemistry part of this, because with Simmons and Embiid, you know, it's not like they don't get along, but I don't think they're best friends. And, you know, they're both franchise guys who are kind of coexisting and they complement each other in a lot of ways and a couple of ways they don't. I, I've never been able to really get a feel for what the long-term future of that relationship is, but now you're putting mm-hmm. Butler into it with a young team and he's been borderline toxic at three spots now, you know, yeah. like in Chicago and then Minnesota twice. And um, I'm not sure about his leadership. I'm not sure about how his locker room stuff. I thought the stuff he did was, was borderline reprehensible. Now he might get to Philly and be super happy and be a good soldier, but there's been enough bad, juju with him over the last couple of years what's your take yeah he's to he's to going to philly maybe right oh that's just, interesting just like he did yeah, yeah there is but, some to uh, it's like well, I, i'm better than you it, guys it, yeah that's right i think it's a four horse race right in the east you mentioned it celtics plus 175 betting wise toronto also 175 uh sixers now plus 450 and the bucks six to one odds now the sixers odds what'd you say they went from they're down to 14 to one um, I, I had them at 18 to one, 18, to, oh, 18 one? to one. Yeah. Right. They were, they were 30 to one before the trade. Uh, we just mentioning this for laughs. T wolves went from 200 to one to 500 to one. Wow. And congratulations. If you have the under, I know some of my trifecta had the under and T wolves wins at 42, uh, anywhere from 42 to 44. So do you think the Sixers over 53 is a, is a guarantee now? No, I don't, but I, I, you need 70 games out of Embiid at least. He's been unbelievable, but um, I still want to see it. So I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a lock. I would say it's definitely a really good bet. If you have it, you should be super happy about it. Yeah. You know what I'm not happy about? It's the Celtics 59. Oh, yeah. That's not looking great. Not you looking love, great at all. Love, love that. I love did. That. I got to say, I, did. I I'm rarely surprised by basketball stuff. Like even the Houston thing, I'm not surprised by it. I'm really surprised Stevens hasn't been able to figure out what to do with the guys on this team. Cause I really thought he was the best coach in the league by far. He has not figured out rotations. Um, he has not figured out who to play at crunch time. He keeps trotting out the same lineup with Horford, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Hayward, and Kyrie. And it's really low energy and they just always seem to fall behind or start the game off slow. And it's not until the bench guys come in that they have an identity and it, it seems like it's a little mix and match. They're playing Hayward way too much. I still think he's, you know, he's he's not even close to where, where he's going to be. And defensively, he's been really not yeah. good. And in crunch time today, they were just killing it. Portland was killing him in switches and stuff. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you know what the worst part of it is that I don't think you're considering? So two weeks ago, uh, the Red Sox won the World Series on a Sunday night. We have to talk about that for 20 minutes. Yeah. Last week, the Patriots beat the Packers on Sunday night. We have to talk about that for 20 minutes. This week, my Cowboys finally win. We're getting to them. I'm not going to go to bed furious at Jason Garrett, and we have to talk eight minutes about Jimmy Butler trade. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> this is my audience wanted Jimmy Butler reactions. <laughs> all I, right, uh, all right. Yeah, we definitely have a top four in the East, and then it drops off. I really like having Jimmy Butler on this Philly team because I think it makes the, the whole season more interesting. 
Because him on Definitely. him on yeah. Minnesota, I thought I was gonna remember House and I were saying, we hope they don't trade him. We want the dysfunction all year. It got old pretty fast. I went to the Laker game on Wednesday. It was it was more depressing than anything. It really seemed like Towns was gonna start crying during the games. So now Butler's on Philly, and I really want to see. Like, let's see it. You have three guys who on paper complement each other. Simmons and Bede and Butler, all of them do different things, and it should work. And Reddick gives them shooting. And the faults is the big X factor, whether they can trade him or not. Though one of the things I liked about what they did is that they left room for a, for one more trade because uh-huh. they have a, they have a future Miami pick or Phoenix pick, whatever the pick they got in the in the uh, in the Bridges trade. They have that. They have uh, faults. They have uh, I think they have one cap guy that they can move, but. Um, I like the position they're in. It's the end well, of the process, the, though, Sal. This is it. The process died. John Gonzalez wrote about that in the ringer this weekend. The process the is process now over. Works. It's time. We've reached the finish the, line. The the best part is, like, you know, it's funny. I don't know if, what videos you posted of our friend Brad, but he says how the basketball sucks. Oh, look at this November game. There's no one in the crowd. He was going all, on and on. Calvin Murphy. He, he went on and on about it, but... At least the second round, if the favorites win out, is going to be exciting, right? Of the playoffs, it's going to be you know it could be Celtics against uh, Milwaukee and Toronto against Sixers. That'll be great. Versus waiting to see who Golden State beats in the finals. So yeah, I would fun. say any combination of those four is fun, and I would not rule out Indiana. I really? think I think Oladipo, you know, he is in the conversation for second best player in that conference, and he and he might be. So 50 to one to win the East Indiana. The thing I like about them is they have a potential trade to make. Mm -hmm. They, they, I don't know if their team is a finished product yet. So I just, as a five seed, it's a pretty, it's pretty strong for what the East has had in the past. Other than that, I don't know, but you're right on paper, that final four in the East. And then the West, you'd probably have some version of, I would say the Warriors, Denver, Utah, and the Lakers would be the favorites right now. Yeah. I still, I'm not counting out the Lakers at all. And you just saw it last week. They just added Tyson Chandler out of nowhere. You know, it was like, oh my God, they're in the center. And LeBron calls the Phoenix GM who he played with forever, James Jones. And, uh-huh. and he's like, hey man, could you, could you do me a solid and wave Tyson Chandler? James Jones like, sure, I'll do that for you. So he waves him. And now they have another guy. And I feel like that's going to keep happening. That's another thing to watch out for with Philly, too, is the buyout guys in February. We saw that last year. Remember they added Bellinelli and they added Ilyasova. Mm -hmm. And it made a huge impact on them in February. So I think that could potentially happen with the Lakers as well. You know, the Clippers are really fun this year, too. We should shout them out for a second. That, That is definitely the opposite of the Celtics, where the sum of the parts... Or the whole exceeds the sum of the parts. The Celtics are the sum of the parts. Aren't you mm-hmm. don't know what the hell's going on? But I, I like watching the Clippers this year. I think yeah, Milwaukee kicks the crap out of uh, Golden State, and they have oh to my God. continue the West Coast trip, and they lose to the Clippers. And it's fun. They're like mopping up. Nephew Kyle took uh, the other Ben Simmons to uh, the Clippers Bucks game. He hadn't seen Giannis in person before. That was uh, incredible. He's right. like an alien, right? Yeah, it was incredible. He did turn your son into a Clippers fan. I don't know how that that, that yeah, he happened. got into it. He yeah. liked Harold and he liked a couple guys. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Giannis had that one play where he 
he euro stepped and then dunked left in overtime. Just oh, it was unbelievable. Oh, Giannis is unbelievable. He really is. Like he's we loved him for MVP. I don't know. I don't, oh, you couldn't bet. You you couldn't bet MVP. But yeah, but that was my I recommendation. Little, that's right. Yeah. You know, I I think you guys laughed at me when I talked about Bucks Lakers at one fifty to one. Bucks, for the finals. Oh yeah, Remember I did that? laugh at you, but I but I did Bucks Warriors. I did the Bucks Warriors was twelve to one. Now that's six to one. Yep. That's a good so one. I'm excited to see how this Butler thing plays out. And, you know, we, the truth is we sacrificed Minnesota to make Philly more interesting. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah. now that's a can't miss thing. Well, just thank God he went to the East. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Just if he, if he went to Houston and they dumped Carmelo, I don't know any salary, how that would have worked or any, any combination of that, but that would have been bad. But yes, let's talk about the Philly team that sucked this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. I wanted to say with Carmelo though, I wrote about him for Grantland, I think four or five years ago. Carmel Carmel is just getting crushed by everybody and with reason to some degree, but Uh he's not the guy that, you know, he hasn't been that guy for four years now. You can't, you can't look at what he's done the last three years and then, and then prorated over his whole career. I mean, Carmelo was a great player. You know, yeah, they're killing, they're killing the big contract that he didn't deserve. That's all they care. Yeah. But I mean, in 2009 with the Nuggets, Carmelo, it was 2-2 in the Western Conference Finals. Carmelo outplayed Dirk the, the series before and was awesome in that series against Dallas in round two. And then in round three against Kobe and the Lakers in 09, it's 2-2 going into game five. And the Lakers won the last two and had the better of them. But it, they were pretty close to winning the finals that year. And then in 2013, which I thought Carmelo was outstanding that year, I think I might have even voted him second for MVP that year, but then they go into wow. they go against Indiana round two, and Hibbert just annihilates Tyson Chandler, and that was the reason they lost. Tyson Chandler got his absolute ass kicked by by uh, Roy Hibbert, but those two years, Carmelo was absolutely good enough to be the best player on a title team. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I I know it's fun to kick Carmelo and make fun of him and bitch about him and the whole thing and ISO ball and he's selfish. The things that, you know, he he took the money in 2011. He could have just waited until the end of that season and just signed with the Knicks as a free agent. But he really wanted to go to them before that summer because he wanted the bigger contract. Made the Knicks trade guys for him. So they lost Gallinari and Mozgov and some picks. And then I think in 2014... You know, he re-signed with them for an absolute shitload of money when he knew they weren't going to be good. I thought, and I killed him for the t- at the time for it. It's like you obviously care about more about money than winning. So criticize him for that. But that guy was a great player, and he was an unbelievable scorer. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the fan bases who hate you right now, starting with the Knicks. What do you mean? For that t- just for that take, like, hey, back off of Carmelo. Like, he's one of the most hated players in the league. I know what you're saying. It's all true, but they probably all wish that he well, ends up on the Lakers. No, or listen, the Celtics, rather. Yeah. You can shit on him all you want and complain about all different things, but don't say he wasn't a good player. The guy was a really good player. He was, for yeah. years and years, he was one of the best 10 to 12 guys in the league. And I, I thought it's he true. was the second best player in the in the playoffs and in the league a couple of times, so. Uh, or not in the playoffs, in the, definitely in the league. But there, there's an interesting, in 2009, there was, we were talking about in the, in the Ringer and Base Slack today, there was almost a Carmelo versus Dwight Howard finals, which I mm. think would have blown up the NBA as as we know it if that had happened. If Carmelo right. makes it, one of those guys has a completely different legacy. 
Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, then we're going to talk about football. Hey, football season is well underway. Sal has major regrets about his season-long fantasy team. I do not. I have I have good fantasy teams. I've, I don't have regrets, but I still love the daily fantasy. I've been playing on FanDuel all season. Had a good week this week. I finally, finally put together a decent team. Russell Wilson, Aaron Jones, Michael Thomas. Who's the other one I had? Uh, oh, Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. My you man, Nick Chubb. Yeah. I was all in on the Nick Chubb thing. Time to shine. Uh, God, I had a whole bunch of good ones. But uh, yeah, I finally did well on FanDuel. Over at FanDuel, you get the excitement of researching and building your team each week, regardless of the outcome. It's never been more fun or easy to play. You can check out their Gridiron Pick'em Contest. A free contest. All you need to do is pick winners, no spreads, 10K split amongst the top pickers. If you've tried other DFS sites, and if you're not a fantasy expert, then this is the one for you. FanDuel is clearly the place to play. New users get a $5 bonus when they make the first deposit. Come play with me and a whole bunch of ringer people at fanduel.com slash BS. All right, Sal, we did wonder if... We'd be saying goodbye to Jason Garrett tonight. We're not going to yeah, be saying goodbye to him. Yeah, that's a cup half empty way to look at this. I know it's true. Damn, no, it, he's got to stay, right? They can't. They can't get rid of him. I know you like keeping him around. I think for comedy's sake, when you have, when people are dressing up for Halloween as your coach, you know you've really stumbled onto something magical. I uh, right. I was actually convinced that we were going to be talking about how that was his last game and do you think they'll fire him tomorrow morning or whatever. Dallas played really well. They they lucked out. The Eagles just, by, you know, they just lost basically all of their cornerbacks that game. How many were left? Yeah, they all went down. Yeah. Cooper but looked pretty good. I will good. say the Cowboys came out with an aggressive game plan. Well, first of all, we got lucky that Van Der Esch is playing great. There's a lot, lot going on here, I should start with. But that pick off of Wentz, they only turned it into three. But that was a nice start for the Cowboys. That showed me, wow, they're going to be in this. They're not going to get blown out. And to Garrett's credit, even though he doesn't call the plays, it was an aggressive aggressive scheme going forward. They went for it on fourth and one. There was a false start penalty, but at least they tried. They lined up. They snapped it. And then they had the fake punt. It was like un-Cowboy-like things to do uh, during the game. And Dak was thrown downfield. Zeke had it all going. It was amazing. I, I, I couldn't believe it all came together. Very weird game. But back to the Jimmy Butler trade. I just yeah, felt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're four and five in the NFC East. The Redskins are six and three. They played Tampa today. You were at my house. We had four TVs going. Did we watch a play of that game? No, I, I think we saw the Redskins run it out at the end, run the clock out. I think that's all we really saw. We just completely avoided it. The Redskins are six and three in their plus one point differential. I, yeah. It feels, it feels like nine wins might win the NFC East. Oh God, yeah, yeah. It and feels like, like nine and seven takes late, it. This late in the season, six is is pretty good, even even for a a team that we probably can't figure out right now in the Redskins. Like, what did Alex Smith do? He's threw for like one hundred and seventy eight yards. Like, I, I don't know how they did. First of all, that game, I thought that'd be over fifty five points right there. Tampa, yeah. Washington. Tampa never wants to play defense, so. The fact that it ended 16-3 Bizarre. is very strange. But, yeah, the Eagles not looking great right now. Giants are not going to do anything. I'd like to see the odds tomorrow morning. Yeah, the I wouldn't even say the Eagles have one specific problem. It's like a bunch of things. 
that aren't mm-hmm. great. I look, I'm looking at the Washington schedule. Houston week 11 at home at Dallas, at Philly home for the giants at Jacksonville, which is suddenly looking like not a hard game or maybe not as hard as we thought it would at Tennessee home for Philly. So I mean, home for the giants home for Philly might be enough to win the division, right? Well, they, they I mean, win those two games, they have the home and home with Philly. They right. split that and they win the giants game. All they have to do is win one more game to get to that. That could be enough. Eight could be enough. Well, eight could be enough. And then you look at Philly. They have Washington twice, so they could single-handedly make up that deficit. Unfortunately Uh for them, at New Orleans this week. Yeah. Home Giants, home Washington, at Dallas, at the Rams. Yeah, at the Rams. Home Houston, at Washington. I got to say that it's a a borderline cross-off sale. They're very close because that Rams game is going to mean something. I think. I think they're going to have to play that game to get to get home field or second or something. So even if we give them a split against at New Orleans at the Rams, even if they go one and one on those two, they still have to sweep Washington mm-hmm. to have any chance whatsoever. I don't know. And then yeah. you look at Dallas. They have Atlanta this week. They have New Orleans. They're home for that. I'm just looking at their tough games. And then they have the Eagles again. They drop those three. That's eight losses. They're done too. I, I don't know what, I don't know how this plays out. I really don't. This is you the have most messed up division. Week 16, your home Tampa week 17 at the giants. Right. So if you can somehow even get to seven and seven for those last two games. Yeah. So you've got three and two. I, I don't even look at at the Giants as a win. Like this, who knows what yeah, team shows that's up? True. This, this, you don't know that this is the Cowboys team we're going to see. Yeah, but well, it is nice that they played so their defense played so hard without Sean Lee. I haven't seen that in a long time. My favorite moment of the whole game was before the game. Michelle Tafoya interviewed George W. Bush and his wife. I missed it. I was just getting out of the car, but I got a lot of notes on it. What happened? And then he ad libbed this whole joke about. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth's golf games. <laughs> and everyone was laughing. And it was it was the most conservative Republican uh quartet moment that we've had in a long, long time. It was it was <laughs> it was really great. It was like the four of them had just come back from hiding more ballot boxes in Georgia. And then they had a nice big laugh. Um someone told me it was like he was doing the Will. Feral character uh, impersonation. <laughs> it, was. it was. It was just great. I mean, I I love Al Michaels. All of those are. It was just. It was just as every every cliche we have about the NFL. It was everything all at once. It was there, and yeah. you could pretend, You could see like the other thirty owners just having a chuckle. Oh, he made mm-hmm. fun of Al's golf game. It was just classic, <laughs> like rich guy, old white stuff. Good times. Um. What else did we see this week that this weekend? It was a pretty boring set of games for the most part. We saw Brad spin around. We saw Brad almost have a heart attack on your your uh, outdoor court. We saw I don't know. We oh oh on the TV. Yeah, but, um, yeah, Brad was really more interesting than any of the games. There were <laughs> the early games. There were just a slew of blowouts, so that wasn't great. We kept wanting Indy uh, Indy Jacksonville to be good. Yeah, and I guess it was for a few minutes, but um, it was a hell of a push. That's another division that these teams might be good. I mean, uh, well, let's talk about your team now, blowing it to Tennessee. I, yeah. I think that's next on the docket, right? Yeah, I feel like 
the Red Sox winning the World Series has just ruined all my other teams now. It's like <laughs> I can't have I can't have good things all the time. I, I t- said to you, if you would have heard the final scores thirty four ten, how much would we, how many how many houses would we have put on the the Patriots? Not even our own houses. And you said you would have been convinced that Tennessee won that game. I, you, I told you last that. week I was really worried about this. I didn't think the Pats were playing well. They didn't look good against Buffalo. They they pulled a lot of gimmick bullshit last week against the Packers to steal that one. They got some fumble luck from the Packers. I just didn't think they were playing well. And they, it, this, Tennessee's the type of team that gives them trouble. The QB that can scramble around, the coach who knows their offense. Brady... Um, I mean, he looked 41 today. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Nephew Kyle yeah. wouldn't know because Nephew Kyle woke up around the fourth quarter. The real reason we lost was Nephew Kyle never showed <laughs> That's up. some bullshit. Until three in the morning. Bullshit. <laughs> he followed suit with the Patriots. They both uh, they both showed up in the fourth quarter. Well, <laughs> a lot of Here's jokes like that. Nice. If Nephew Kyle doesn't have the urgency to show up for a Pats game on time at 10 o'clock, why would the Pats yeah. feel like they had to be obligated to show up? That's true. He showed That's up at true. 1230 and they, and they had the same kind of attitude. Fair enough. Brady looked like a 41-year-old man today. And he probably had 10 terrible throws. Yeah, I, I had a dozen written down. I yeah. had like a dozen bad ball. Double, double throwing to the backup tight end and double coverage. Just uh the guys really weren't bad. open. In his def- mild defense, the the receivers really weren't open. It doesn't really seem like Edelman can get open in the same way anymore. Three for fifteen on third down. You're not gonna see that anymore from them or before or after anytime soon. I don't think. Yeah. Lombardi always talks about Canadian football and trying to get first downs and two downs. And the red flag teams are the ones that are always looking at that third and eight, third and nine, third and Mm -hmm. 13. And that was the Pats this whole game today. So yeah, it, uh, they're just not that impressive. They really aren't. I mean, I, we've learned not to count them out, but if Gronk is not out there and the, or if Gronk is 50% of Gronk and there's just not like that game breaker dude on the, um, for them offensively and then defensively, you know, it is what it is, but you watch well, Here's it. why I thought it was a weird loss. Like anyone could beat anyone at any time. And Tennessee's decent enough to pull an upset on the road, but coming off a short week, they beat Dallas Monday night. You got, uh, Belichick had already lost to Matt Patricia. How many assistant coaches are going to lose to him one year? You figure right. he's going to have it planned for Brable and you guys are on a bye this week. Yeah. And Pittsburgh looking good Thursday night means nobody wants that two seed now. The one seed is more important than ever. Pittsburgh it didn't really add up to me. Pittsburgh really lucked out with when they caught Carolina, catching them on a Thursday, you know, at home, just the perfect storm for them. With that said, they've played well now for five straight weeks. They've looked really good. And yeah. I, and if you told me the AFC title game was Pittsburgh versus KC, and no major injuries or anything. I think I'd have a hard time taking KC in that, even in KC, because mm. Pittsburgh beats they beat them every year, don't they? Whenever they play them in the playoffs, they beat them. KC had a lot of trouble with Arizona today. We had that on for most of the second half, mm-hmm. and Arizona's not good, and they were just hanging around. I, I mean, you could say it was a trap game, and you thought they could show up and win all that stuff, but. Yeah, Pittsburgh's well, last. I mean, they, they went back and forth between almost losing and almost covering the 16 and a half points. Right. Um, I think David Johnson had his best game in years. You know, Rosen, for a team that was catching up, did not have good numbers. It was like 22 for 39, no. just over 200 yards. But, uh, 
Yeah, maybe they are looking ahead to the Rams game this week and didn't care too much about blowing them out. But that that it was a little. Some of these teams, the Rams need to do something on defense. I don't care how many times they beat Seattle, and KC needs to lock it down too. Yeah, Steelers last five. They beat Atlanta by twenty four, beat Cincy by mm-hmm. seven, beat Cleveland by fifteen, beat Baltimore by seven, beat Carolina by thirty one. The schedule fairies have have gifted them with at Jacksonville, at Denver this week or the next two weeks. Yeah. Now those are two games. At Jacksonville, that, at Jacksonville was supposed to be the Sunday night game. They flexed that right the hell out to to one p.m. Eastern. Yeah, I mean that's a game where you would normally think that would be one of their toughest games of the year. Jacksonville has mm-hmm. also had a history of kicking the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the most fascinating game next week. I mean, we're going to get to, we're going to guess the lines in a little bit, but if there's some demons, they have to exercise in that Jacksonville sure. game, you know, he's spreading that ball out though. He had seven different receivers for touchdowns last yeah, he looked week. Great. And this, this James Conner thing. So it really looks like Le'Veon Bell is not going to show up. And I think he knows it. I think he knows. I commented this week, like he's the guy bringing a six pack of O'Doul's to the keg party. Like, yeah, no one cares about you anymore. Yeah. And, you know it's going to be for comedy's sake. You're you're going to get hurt your first week back, and then you miss the big contract anyway. So uh, it's probably smart for him to sit the rest out. It's I didn't agree with this plan of his. <laughs> it was pretty suspect. Yeah, <laughs> I, it certainly isn't going to drive interest unless that unless he knows he has some sort of wink wink giant deal coming next year, mm-hmm. which I doubt. James Conner's good. I think the biggest thing for me is I Roethlisberger really looked like he might be on his way out in those first few weeks mm-hmm. and really looked good the last couple of weeks. I, I thought Working he was awesome everybody. on Thursday. Yeah. They have, as usual, they have, you know, three, four good receivers out there at all times, half of whom you've never heard of until three weeks ago. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say I, I think Pittsburgh and KC are, are pretty high above everybody else right now. Chargers, mm-hmm. I don't want to say they're a distance third, but they're definitely unequivocally third. Right. And then uh, after that, maybe, the, I don't know, maybe the Pats? I don't even know. Are the Pats the fourth best team? Oh, stop it. Pats are Come seven on. and three. You lost one game. You're all right. You're all right. Seven and You're three, okay. so. I'm more interested in like the sixth seed and stuff like that. I'm looking for that wild. We still need a, a team to bet against. And I don't, I don't, I don't see it in the AFC South yet, um, but you know if the Ravens have to start Lamar Jackson, drop a couple in their next games, who's going to get that six seed? Not the Bengals, not the Dolphins. Right, probably going to be another AFC South like your Colts. You and I really like the Colts, and I had a yeah. nice little bet on them today, and it ended up pushing, which I was bummed out about. But they now they're four and five, and just naked eye test watching all these teams. I like their. I just think they can move the ball. I think offensively they they can move the ball when they drive down the field. They'll just get the kickoff. You'll look up like, wow, they're at the twenty-five already. What are they doing? They do not have a hard schedule left. Home Tennessee, Mm -hmm. home Miami, at Jacksonville, at Houston, home Dallas, home Giants at Tennessee. So they get two cracks at Tennessee. They can knock them out. Their the the big Houston game is at Houston. Um, They lost the OT game to the against them in week four. But yeah, that turned into a surprisingly fun division, right? Yeah. I have that the, home against Miami, you said a couple of weeks from now, that could be a loser leaves town for the 
the wild card position. They might still come back and win the division. Who knows how it's going to play out, but. Well, we decided as we were watching Jacksonville Indy today, we decided that it was a loser leaves town game. This one today. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was, cause now Jacksonville's three and six. They're not making the playoffs. That's done. So, yeah, so you're long. right. Sayonara. Yeah. Can, cr- can we cross them off? against Pittsburgh. Can we get it? Can we get a Sharpie and cross them off? Let's do it. Let's cross them All off. All right. Bye. Let's cross them off. Bye, Jacksonville. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get to the week 11 lines. Let's talk about our old friends from Simply Safe. If there's one thing I know, it's that you can never count out the underdog, no matter how big the odds. People can surprise you. That's one reason why I like Simply Safe Home Security. It's an amazing security system that's winning all sorts of awards right now. But 10 years ago, they were a huge underdog. If you wanted a security system, you had to go through a huge corporation, sign expensive long-term contracts with hidden fees for systems that were completely outdated. That all changed when a young electrical engineer named Chad Lawrence started designing Simply Safe's first security system in his kitchen. Kyle, there's going to be a quiz on this after. He wanted to get rid of long-term contracts and hidden fees. He wanted to start a security system that treated people right now. Over 2 million people trust Simply Safe to keep them safe. Not bad for a security company started in a kitchen. Protect your home with Simply Safe. Support this show by visiting simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two eyes. Let them know we sent you simplysafe.com slash BS. All right, we got more football to discuss, but we can we can just do it under the framework of the week 11 lines. Some good ones this week. Yeah, not, we'll fit it in. Not good games, but good good lines that I actually had to think about. I'm like, oh, that one, okay. Well, let, let me tell you why I think it might be good this week. Because six teams are off. Patriots are one of them. Okay, they're they're good. We know they're good. The Dolphins are five and five. They're off. We don't know what's going on with them. They're any good. I mean, you watch Brock Osweiler every week. That's that's their identity. The Bills are off. The Browns are off. The Niners are off, and the Jets are off. So that leaves good teams all around the league, right? Pretty much. I mean, on paper, I mean, you're correct, but for some reason, they're not playing each other. <laughs> uh, no, I, have- I know, I know. No, but it's a decent, not too many clunkers, I'm saying. Yeah. I had trouble finding the marquee game. I had I had some well, candidates and then. You the might... marquee game is probably the new Sunday night game, don't you think? Yeah, but that doesn't count. That's the Sunday night oh, game. Oh, yeah, we can't count that. Yeah. Well, let's go Thursday night. Well, the night games are good. I think that's, yeah, why. The night I games think that's good. why it's a problem. I, look, I like what they've done where they've made the night games good. And they yeah. turn Sunday into kind of fantasy and gambling, basically, and maybe one right. signature game. And you're saying, I actually think it's the right thing to do. Seahawks, yeah. home for the Packers. You and I watched a lot of the Seahawks today. And that was an interesting game for a few reasons. It, once again, the Rams can't really, they, they, they have trouble closing out games with their defense. Uh-huh. And the other team just kind of hangs around and hangs around and hangs around. And they can't. They could finish them off offensively, but not defensively. They lost Cooper Cup, right. which is a really rough one. I think they can actually replace him because I like that Josh Reynolds. I actually stashed him on my fantasy team in case a few weeks ago, yeah. in case any of these guys got hurt. I think he's good. But uh, that so that was a headline from it. And then also, like, you and I both like Penny, that that uh, rookie running back in the Seahawks. So they were, everybody was complaining about in training camp. I thought he had a really good game today. And, and I had to look at it a few times because this just didn't seem right. But they ran all over them. They, they ran did. all over the Rams. 
They had 273 yards rushing. Is that right? Now I'm not getting any service on my phone. But yeah. uh, Penny had 108. Russell Wilson had 92. Davis at 58. Lockett at 18. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a big problem for the Rams down the stretch. But but the the the, the wide Seattle can win or keep up is they don't they still don't throw downfield. Like in a catch up game, Russell Wilson was 17 for 26, 176. Yeah, remember that's not enough. Remember at one point it was in the fourth quarter they showed the stats. Yeah. And he was like 10 for 13 for 87 yards. It was like five minutes mm-hmm. left in the fourth quarter. And right. we were like, what, what the hell is going on? But well, I, I think this is a loser leaves town, Green Bay at Seattle. I mean, I, I, maybe the Seattle's just going to play the Rams tough every time. Maybe it's just that's how it is. I mean, last year I watched that game at your house too, and the Rams just crushed them. But maybe the division game, they get up for it. It's a different story. But either way, this Green Bay Seattle, one of these teams is going to have five wins or five losses, and one, or one could have six. So it's a tough one. I don't think Green Bay is good. So I, 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 my prediction would be they're the loser that leaves town. The only thing I'll say is they have a decent running back. Seems like a decent running back for the first yeah. time in a while in Aaron Jones. Where yeah. They have like 145 today, so that helps. That relieves Rodgers of some pressure. There's no some something's missing with that team. I don't like the I don't like the vibe. See, it just seems very difficult for them. I Do you I, think half the team wants McCarthy fired. Yeah, they, it seems like they're in limbo between mm-hmm. errors. I have Seahawks by two and a half over Green Bay. Yeah, that's exactly what I had. It's a full three. So I, I went I wanted to go three, but we've seen over and over again this year Green Bay is just getting absurd respect from the Lions. Like even today they were what were they? Ten point favorites over Miami. They're not ten point. Right. Miami's five and four. Green Bay's three, five and one. And the Packers are favored by double digits against Miami. That was ludicrous. That didn't make sense, but they did cover. They so. did cover. It was. That's the thing. It was. But that was a ludicrous slide. And if you pay, and yeah. if you bet on Miami and you lost, you're probably pissed off. Let's just say last week the top eleven public plays all all covered. This week they took it back a little from you. They they Atlanta lost on the road to Cleveland, the freaking bills jets. I still don't know what happened there. Bills won 41, 10. Yeah. And of course you're, you're Patriots. And then, and then tonight a lot of money was on the Eagles drove that line from like five and a half to seven and a half. The jets being favored by a touchdown over Buffalo was insane when they were one loss away from their coach getting fired, which he'll probably, by the time you hear this, he might've already been fired. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's some people are saying, uh, Sam Donald should win rookie of the year just based on, Josh McCown's performance, <laughs> 17 for 34, 135, two picks. And that's all in garbage time, basically. But doesn't Josh McCown have like a 20-year-old daughter? Does he really? I think he does. Research that shit, Kyle. <laughs> so weekend at Bolsey's, this is it. We're now officially it, we're water yeah. skiing with him. He's just ba- he's bobbing around the water. He's got to be next. And they're on their bye week. It kind of makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's time. Sunday marquee. I'm going with Steelers Jags. Hmm. The Jags, we crossed them off, but they they can't officially be crossed off until they get to seven losses. But more importantly, I think there's bad blood with these two teams. I think the Jags have had their number. I think there's going to be trash talking all week. And this is the kind of game, if the Steelers are really kind of have their mojo, I, I think this is a take care of business game for them. They got to go in there and kick the shit out of Jacksonville. 
And that's how we'll yeah. know this is a, this is a potential Super Bowl team. They have a lot of scores to settle. This is a team that has bullied them and done all kinds of stuff to them and knocked them out last year in Pittsburgh. Yep. So uh, they didn't give them a chance. I mean, they fought back chance. Pittsburgh, but they were were they three touchdowns ahead to start that game. Yeah, and then remember the other time they played last year, Jack- Jacksonville beat them up too. So right. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm really interested in this one. I have the Steelers favored by five in Jacksonville. Yep, I had that too, and it's five and a half. Mm. We're right on. You didn't make um had Philly one. You would definitely made Philly New Orleans the marquee matchup, right? Yeah. Here's the thing. I realized I initially had that as the marquee matchup. I don't really enjoy watching Philly. Do you? No, they're not fun. They're what's not a, what's something's just not something's kind of just dead inside about them. Like they won their Super Bowl, and I don't know. They, they I just don't enjoy their games. I thought well, I would Wentz enjoy them more. To be exciting, and, he, and he's not. I mean, he's it's not. fine that he hits Ertz. You know, he'll find Ertz in the end zone every hour and a half. But I don't know. I don't, I don't see a lot out of them. How are How are you feeling about Amari Cooper? By the way. He's good. He kind of extends drives. He gets open. It's a nice, pretty, precise I kind of like him. They I kind of like him on the Cowboys. They could put him anywhere. I don't know that he was worth the first round pick, but uh, and if they zigzag to eight and eight, I don't know if that was the right decision. But it, it makes the offense more fun for sure. Well, that's another thing when winning that game tonight. You know, if you lose that one, you're three and six, and you're really yeah. starting to look like that's a top seven pick. Right. So now you don't have to worry about that as much. Congratulations right. on that. It was big. It was I have big. two watchables games for you, and one of them is I don't even think it deserves to be in there. But uh, Saints-Eagles, we discussed. It's in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. The Saints are the best team in the league right now and really, really, really eviscerated Cincinnati. We we had a feeling it might be coming because Cincy was so banged up. But the way that line was and the fact that uh, Davenport wasn't playing for the Saints and it did have the makings of the Bengals hanging around and making an string, and then all of a sudden, boom! It was a thirty-point game. Saints well, continued. Breeze has got to be the MVP favorite, in my opinion. And you you pointed out like there and what did he pass Favre right for touchdowns? Second now, second now for touchdowns. Yeah, and uh, and you know he had they broke that record early in the year. Like they really are setting it up for him to win MVP, right? Like their, their game plan is such that they should win MVP. Like all any drive that could be a three is a seven. You know, they just, when, when Ingram's on fire and Mike, Michael Thomas, they're kind of unstoppable. Well, today I was watching when they were running it up. That was when we kind of looked at each other about the breeze MVP. So there's yeah. a moment in that game when you kind of just start handing it off and <laughs> you know, he, uh, they clearly want him to win the MVP, and they should. He's really good. He has two dudes on his offense that are twice as good as anyone on the Patriots' offense. Mm-hmm. Kamara and Michael Thomas, those guys, like we had, you know, Gronk there for six, seven years was just a freak and by far the best tight end, you know? And mm-hmm. You could always say him, and then Edelman to some degree, and then Deion Lewis last year I thought was really good. But uh, but those two guys are just and then Gurley and you watch some of these guys around the league and I keep looking at my team and I'm like man we're not even in the ballpark we don't have anybody in the I ballpark. I wish I could feel bad guys. for your seven and three team is going to be I like know. thirteen and three or twelve I'm, and four or something. But I'm wiping my tears with my five Super Bowl ranks. But <laughs> the problem is 
no one could pressure Breeze either. Like no sacks from Cincy today. Yeah. Um, no sacks from the Rams last week, right? What was it? But no sacks, right? And they punted once. It's kind of the same thing. Like you need to, them to punt twice to have a chance, right? And so this is they don't get there sometimes. It's a revenge game in its own weird way because even though the Eagles beat the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl last year, that was the Saints' spot. Oh and, right, right. And now the Saints finally get a chance. Nine, All right. Well, so I hit this one later. exactly. What did you get? I went Saints by seven. Ah, oh, man. All right. You got it, too. We're Seven te- it is. We're teasing them. I'd be very surprised if they lost that game, right? You know, I've been saying for two months that we can't freak out about the Eagles until mid-November and that they're going to make their run. Mm-hmm. I think they're running out of time. Yeah. You know, I'm glad I just thought of something. That every <laughs> year... No, every year we 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 say to ourselves on this podcast... We should look at that, and then we forget, and then another year passes, and I think we're doing this 12 years. So there's there's three Thanksgiving games. Right. Bears-Lions, Redskins-Cowboys, uh-huh. Falcons-Saints. So the Saints have this, you know, this will be a tough game against the Eagles, and then four days later, they're playing the Falcons. Oh, yeah. That's in Atlanta, obviously. Yeah. So. The night game, right? Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's in uh, New Orleans. So both of these are in New Orleans. Oh. But I wonder. Does no AFC teams playing on Thanksgiving? No, no AFC teams. Hmm. But I wonder, we always talked about whether the the looming Thanksgiving game affects the team the week before. Oh. You don't remember this? Maybe I was doing All this. All right, yeah, I'm going to get a stat on that. I'm going to try to find that. It might be another podcast I'm on. Um, right. No, check that out. That could be a good one for locking in. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. All right. The other uh, the other game I have, I only had two watchables this week. The other one is Ravens Bengals in Baltimore, just because I I'm excited for Lamar, and I like yeah. when the Ravens and Bengals play anyway. But uh, I want to watch that one. I'm excited for him. I had that's a fun one. There's no line on it because I guess there's a chance Flacco could play. I thought Baltimore would be a one point favor, but I could be way off with, with Lamar. I'm going to spend the next four days trying to find the one Ravens fan who hopes Flacco can be activated and start in that game. <laughs> I'm sure he's out there somewhere. Somebody really loved that one Super Bowl. The barely watchables. We have six. It's a barely watchable kind of week. First off, Atlanta home for your. Dallas Cowboys. I have the Falcons by six. I think that's what you say. Falcons by six. Yeah, I have my four, and it's uh, four and a half. Oh, I think that's more than barely watchable. It's a that's a good game. I, your team is your team was watchable, kind of this week, kind of. Yeah, it was, what was it? Three to three. Nephew Kyle right. took I think three naps during the first half. He just <laughs> sorry. kept passing out. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's just I don't know if your team's watchable, so. It got a little more friskier in the second half. And then at one point, when they traded touchdowns, Al Michaels or Collinsworth, one of them said something like, uh, these are just two heavyweights slugging it out. And I was like, "Ah, maybe more like (laughs) junior welterweights. Yeah, I don't know how nephew Kyle could sleep through so many bathroom breaks from Brad, but he was able to do it. (laughs) Neither of us were feeling good today, I'll tell you that. So I have Falcons, so you won that one. The next one, Carolina is in Detroit. Detroit is falling apart. 
it's a bummer because we predicted this, or I predicted it. It was one of one of my passion points in August that Matt Patricia was going to be bad as the Lions coach. Mm-hmm. And then he was bad to start the year. And then all of a sudden they had that game when they beat the Pats and it looked like he actually was going to be pretty confident. But now it seems like he's not confident. Right. I don't know what to think anymore is my point. I have. I the, don't know. I don't know either, but I do know the the worst team that I could bet on or, or, or against or anything. So as soon as I yeah. lay any sort of money on Carolina this week, it's, it's going to go down, right? I also love Carolina. 10 days rest coming off that Thursday game. Yeah. It's a borderline must win. I have them favored by three. Uh, we're going to split this because it's, uh, I said four and it's three and a half. Hmm. They're, well, I, this is another one, the game before Thanksgiving. So let's see what Detroit, I'm, I'm going to check out that trend. Maybe, maybe it amounts to something. I like Cam, uh, I like Cam indoors. Yeah. My Colts. That was a weird game, that Steelers game. I don't know what to make of it. Panthers jumped out early. They're up seven, nothing. And, uh, they're using McCaffrey, right. And all those yeah. things like maybe Cam's not in the MVP discussion anymore, but. Uh, still a good team, I think. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I just think that Thursday night games, you can't ever learn anything from them. Mm-hmm. Too weird. So my Colts, home for the Titans of Tennessee coming off a big win. Yeah. Deion Lewis throwing some shade at Belichick, was talking about how they were cheap. Oh, yeah, I meant to bring that up. Yeah. What did you say, they're cheap? Kind of agreed. The Pats, <laughs> the Pats love to cut corners. They're certainly <laughs> not lavish. <laughs> no, but Deion Lewis, I don't know. I, I think they proved that, you know, they, they could do this with James White or whatever. No, Dan Lewis is better than James White. Oh, really? I remember you not liking James White. And some no, people brought that up to me. They're like, get on Simmons' case. He hated James White. And he's about to set the uh, the running back record for a reception. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> James White is fine. Whoever has been in that spot, people were like, oh, James White is so much better than Shane Vereen. It's like, Shane Vereen was good, man. We won the Super Bowl with Shane Vereen. Shane Vereen in the Seattle game was absolute money for that whole second half. You know, I, I and Kevin Falk was money too. James White is a terrible runner is the problem. He's he's good. He's going to maybe set the record for reset. He, he's, he's, if you ask Brady, he's probably the MVP on the team. Yeah, but my Go point is, him. Aspirate. I'm an aspirator right now. My point is we throw to the to the running back all the time because we don't have a tight end anymore. Yeah. He used to throw he used to throw to tight ends and he would have the slack guys and and then the running back coming out of the backfield and he would spread it around. And now Edelman doesn't really get open the same way that that he did. He had he had like nine catches and 104 yards, but it they were all catches where there were guys draped all over him. It just doesn't yeah. seem like you, you rarely see him just flying open in the open field. Um, and then Hogan, I, I don't know what happened to him. I think he was replaced by an imposter. Yeah, he was He was like better last year when he was nicked up and playing every other game, you know? But I think that I think they're throwing to James White so much because he doesn't really have anyone else to throw to. So right. it's not like it's like incredible. Well, Tennessee beat your, my team, then they beat your team. I like Deion Lewis, and Deion Lewis was awesome last year for the uh, – down the stretch for the Pats. What's our next game? Well, we didn't get Tennessee Indiana. Oh yeah, I got Colts by Colts by three over Tennessee at in India. Yeah, we both we both said three, and it is three. Probably a stay away, but I want to. I want to. I bet like the Colts. the Colts. I like the Colts. By the I way, really we cover to. that if Vinatieri makes a field goal. Oh, that's right. How long was that? We didn't even figure that out. We just kind of saw the end of it. 
Yeah, I think Brad. Brad was talking. Was that when Brad was telling the story about how he woke up because he was having a stroke? <laughs> I think that was it. It's he woke up. He claims he last night. He woke up at four thirty. And he said, God was ready to take me. And I said, nope, not yet. And out of spite, he went across the street and got a hot dog at 7-Eleven at 4.45. It's like, take that, God. He had yeah. a whole thing going. <laughs> he Well, he was explaining it to us that you know when you're about to have a stroke. Yeah. And you can fight it off. You know what the signs are. And, and But, like, I, not, neither of us knew what to say. And I think your son was just tuning him out. But, um... <laughs> But it ended with him waking up and walking around the kitchen for a while to shake it off and then deciding to go to 7-Eleven. He said he got a hot dog. And then in a, in what's not a newsflash, apparently the hot dog wasn't very good. He said it was terrible. From, from the store 24, I'm sorry, the 7-Eleven in a not great part of LA at 445 right. in the morning on a Saturday. Apparently that hot dog wasn't that good. The Rampart 7-Eleven, <laughs> not up to snuff. The Rampart 7-Eleven, the 5 o'clock hot dog seeds, apparently lacking. Oh, man. Uh, the Texans are in Washington to play the Washington team that nobody has watched this year except for Joe House and Donnie Kwok. Right. I have the Texans favored by one and a half. You know, it's funny. Washington uh, Redskins fans, oh, they all say the same thing. Like, oh, cuz, you should have checked with me before betting my Redskins. Like. Well, what does that even mean? They're six and three. There's got to be some good time to bet them, right? Yeah. Like today was a good time. But which, what did you have them as a spread? I had uh, Houston by one and a half. Yeah, what am I missing here? I had I was way, way off here. I had Washington by two, and it's Houston by three. Mm. Both six and three, right? Road game. I know Houston's coming off a bye, but... I think it's more so of uh, the NFC East is just not good. I, I think guess. That, that's. I don't know when all the AFC South got so much, so much juice, but I guess that's the case. We had a ringer midseason NFL meeting on Wednesday, and mm-hmm. Joe House was in town, and I was like, "You should come to the meeting." He's like, "Great." We got like thirty people in there. I got a lot of my young ringer people in the room and some interns, mm-hmm. and, and start talking about quarterbacks. And House hasn't isn't saying anything, and then somehow Alex Smith comes up, and uh, you've met some of my ringer people. Sure, uh, just a nice. Nice, quiet, professional group of of young people, for Uh-oh. the most part. Some older people, but uh, just a ni- nice group. So go, hey, House, what do you think, Alex Smith? He's like, that motherfucker sucks. He starts, starts bad about the Alex Smith. <laughs> Drops like three MFers in the meeting. I was like, oh my god, why did I invite us? <laughs> Good. Not not a fan Football of Alex season. Smith. We need to throw MFers around. Yeah, not a fan of Alex Smith is the moral of that story. <laughs> He didn't kill them today. I, I really don't know what happened. Not much of anything happened in that game. Hmm. Last one, barely watchables. Chargers home for uh, for the Broncos. Yeah, I got the Chargers by nine. Uh, we. Oh no, you get this. I, I went way higher. I went eleven, but Vegas only has it as a seven point favorite. Hmm. You want to tease that with the Saints, but you're a little nervous. I I like the Chargers. They've been, they've been good for too. me. I had Phil Rivers in both fantasy leagues. Enjoy that. He guy. came up a little short for me today, but they but they uh I want odds on Gruden making it to Vegas. They beat the Raiders twenty to six today. I want odds on Gruden making it to Vegas 
and car making it. Car going to Vegas is like, is it 10 to 1 now? Oh, 10 to 1? I would say like 20 to 1. They have to cut him. They just have to say goodbye to that contract. There's a really weird moment at the end of the Chargers game, and I don't know why I noticed it, but uh, the, the Raiders are trying to score, even though they're down 20 to 6. And they ran a play, and it was like ticking down. It was like 10, 9, 8. And Carr was like frantically at the line trying to get one last playoff. And like his running back was in the right spot. And with like about three seconds left, he realized that we're going to get the playoff. And he looked like a little kid, like all the life left his body. Mm. And it was just, he was like, like those old incredible Hulk shows that we grew up with when Bill Bixby yeah. at the end of the show is like, it didn't work out and you had another location and it would, they would play the sad piano music. Right. And it would Got just be like, backpack on, walking, yeah. walking da, away from da, da, da. And it was like, car just kind of the life went out of him and he just, just kind of had this look on his face like, God, my life sucks. And he did the incredible Hulk walk away. Right. And it felt really bad and for him. And it was him. 20 to six. It didn't even matter. Well, I guess he wanted to cover the spread. Uh, if he wants, he wants to be welcome in Vegas with maybe open he did. arms. So maybe he yeah, had, maybe he it. had a tease. Hey, uh, <laughs> Crown Royal is doing something pretty cool this football season. They launched a responsible drinking program called the Water Break. It's mm -hmm. all about encouraging people to hydrate between drinks for a better experience, whether at the game, watching at home, or in a bar. Have a great time. Enjoy some Crown. Just don't be that person that ruins it for everyone. We've all seen that guy who drank too much watching the game. Make the right call and take a water break. So, Sal, who made the right call this week or not? Well, this doesn't – this seems – Seems ridiculous. I don't think anyone would ever say the Browns front office made the right call, but they did. They did in trading Carlos Hyde for a, you know for a fifth rounder to Jacksonville. Now you don't get much for a fifth rounder, but yeah, it opened up the opportunity to feature Nick Chubb, who went crazy today. He had what did he have today? I have it written down. He had 176 yards on the ground and 20 carries. He's been lighting it up for like a month. He's over 400 yards, four games on the ground. He catches passes. Nick Chubb, what a fun player to watch, right? And Nick Chubb's great. I have him on both fantasy teams. Yeah. I have, a, I have yeah. a Nick Chubb in my pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Good decision. Brown's front office. I, yeah, I said those words. Unbelievable. Uh, my, my right call of the week is going to go to a guy that I've been really critical of, Jimmy Butler. He uh, mm. acted well, Let's talk about that for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> He acted like a huge dick. He did yeah. everything he could to get traded. He was a terrible, unprofessional teammate. He was completely nonsensical. With I, I, I still don't understand what he was so upset about in Minnesota, but he clearly just wanted to be on a different team. Uh -huh. And somehow it worked out for him. He ended up in Philadelphia. They, the T-Wolves right. lose five straight games. Thibodeau realizes, I'm going to get fired. The only way I can save my season now is if we actually get anything for this guy. So they get Sarge and they get uh, Covington for him. And they might actually be better just because their team chemistry is going to be so much better. And Jimmy Butler ends up on Philly on a contender playing with two of the best under 25 guys in the league. In a weird way, he made the right call. I got to hand it to him. I didn't. Agree. I got to, so what was the right call? Acting like an a-hole? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. He sabotaged his way out of town and it worked. <laughs> it really did. It worked. He did it from every sort of thing, every move that he played and picked mm -hmm. and and tried and whatever weird strategy he had, it worked. He's in Philadelphia. 
Congratulations, right. Jim Butler. Crown Royal reminds everyone this football season to take a water break and drink responsibly. The Poop Fecta. Four games left, two in the Poop Fecta. Giants home for the Bucks. I didn't watch one uh-huh. moment of Bucks Redskins. I promise you, I'm not going to watch one minute of Giants Bucks. <laughs> Giants, I have favored by two and a half. Oh man, uh, I I had two. I guess I get it because it's minus one. I'm not I'm not proud of guessing that closer than you are. But congrats, congrats. I don't know. I don't know what to do with them. I don't know what to do with them tomorrow. I guess we have to stay away, right? Would you take three points? It seems like this this Mullins who came out like Joe Montana. I'm not going Maybe near. He is. I'm not going near that game. I need yeah. 12 points from George Kittle, so I'm going to be rooting for them. There you go. Cards. Fastest tight end in the league by far. Cards Raiders. Cards yeah, home. I was mildly impressed by the cards today. They, I thought they, mm-hmm. they hung with KC a little bit. I have them favored by three and a half over David Carr and his sad Bill Bixby walk in the uh, Oakland soon-to-be Las <laughs> Vegas Raiders. You get that. I said two. I don't. I didn't think you can make the Cardinals that that much of a favor, but it's actually four. four. Vegas hates the Raiders. They're moving there and everything, and Vegas all all of a sudden hates them. I guess with good reason. We should mention. I forgot to mention. You finally won in fantasy this week. Yeah, I did. I want to thank Matt Ryan. I want to thank Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Leonard Fournette. Thanks for stepping up. You poured Devontae it on. You Adams. won by forty points. We did it. We did it. I was really. I have to just keep winning because I don't want to pay for this banquet, this Shakey's Pizza banquet. So I was so excited for you to go 0 and 13. I really feel like it would have been something for the ages because you were trying to win every week. I really wanted it to happen. I'm sad. I was making pickups. I make like two pickups a week, which cost five bucks a transaction. I'm I'm in it. I need I need to win. I can't have that hanging over my head. The funny thing is, no half of us don't even go to the Shakey's banquet. It ends up being like a fifty dollar bill. Yeah, you spent more. You yeah. spent more in transactions trying to avoid the Shakey's banquet. Yeah, uh, I wish I was smarter. I would have been able to figure that out ahead of time. <laughs> Sunday night at Chicago, Minnesota is going to be visiting them. Trubisky looked good yet again today. You know what's weird? Every week he plays, and it's like I don't know if I could take Trubisky giving seven points. I don't know if I could take him giving three, laying three points or four points on the road. And they just they kind of win and cover a lot. Yeah. I think Trubisky is starting to get, it reminds me a little bit of the Sixers with the process the first couple of years when everybody was so mad when they were losing intentionally. And then mm-hmm. this small fan base of people who were convinced that Sam Hankey was bringing them to the light and that this was yeah. a new way to approach how to build a basketball team. And they got named the process, the whole thing. Mm. And they just became these insufferable zealots for the process. Kudos to them, by the way. It was fun. Yeah. If they win this week, they have a game and a half advantage with six left. That'd be big. So the Trubiskyites I, remind me of those Sixer fans in the process, the, the early stages. Mm-hmm. I feel like, what, what what should we call these people? The, 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 the pro-Trubiskys. call them the Tate Frazier's of the world, I guess. Well, I he's, he's, well one of their, he's one of their leaders. There's no question. Right. He's like the dude... The dude, um, I can't remember the guy's name. The guy who who has the pot, the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, Spike Eskin. Oh, okay. I think Tate Frazier can be their Spike Eskin. Yeah, but Mitch's bitches. I yeah, don't know what call him. 
That's the one. No, Mitch's bitches. That, that's <laughs> not know. as catchy as the process. Oh, the process. Okay. No, it's like it's like Trubisca, Trubiscites. Oh, okay, Trubiscites. Trubi- or Biscuits, or I don't know. Some the listeners, if you're out there, try to come up with a name for these Trubisky maniacs. Yeah. Because I'm starting to I'm starting to feel them out there a little bit when he does well. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you you think Trubisky sucks? He just shoved it up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Who sucks now? Seven year Mitch. I don't know. Seven year Mitch. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. How's shitting on Trubisky going? He just threw for three hundred. <laughs> well, you know what we never see, especially with these young quarterbacks. And this might just be in my head, but I feel like he gets rid of the ball faster than he did even like five weeks ago. You know, he's, he doesn't d- hang in the pocket forever. Yeah. Take stupid sacks. I like to see like time in the pocket. We have hang time for punters, right? I like to see that for just quarterbacks. Like I bet he shaved off a half second in the pocket. It helps. I think he is unquestionably more comfortable mm-hmm. than he was in the past. Now I will say it's not like they played a, a juggernaut slate of teams. No. They played uh <laughs> Man, these are some bad teams. You go backwards. Well, Tampa was the big game where everybody padded their stats. It's good, but since week three, they're they're at Arizona, Tampa at Miami, home for my crappy Pat's defense, the Jets at Buffalo, and then Detroit. Yeah, the Patriots are the only playoff team in that bunch. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, keep shitting on Trubisky, man. <laughs> More excuses. No, it's the schedule's fault. Maybe he's just good. <laughs> um, Trubisky. What do you have for a line? Bears by three. Uh, you're going to get it. I think you beat me this week. I yeah. had two and a half. Yeah, anyway, Simmons. You didn't believe in him. <laughs> One, two, three, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, yeah. You have nine. I have seven, not including the tie, including the ties as a win for both of us. Uh, so there's one game left. You won already? Yeah, you, we're done. This is terrible. Monday night, a classic. Game of the year. Do we go to this? Do we go? It's in Mexico. Sure, we can go. You have your oh. visa uh, then we, should, <laughs> we are not going then. <laughs> I've done my one sporting event in Mexico City for my lifetime. That's it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that changes my line. My line, guess. Uh, I'll go with... Wow, that's interesting. Neutral location. Now I got to rethink this. Yeah, leave it to the NFL to give this great game to Mexico. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm gonna. Well, if it had been in LA, I think there would have been fifty thousand Chiefs fans there. Yeah, maybe. I'm gonna say Rams by three and a half. I said three, and it's two and a half. I get wow. that. Okay. I would think that goes up, and it, it's um. I think our our friend Ben Folk said it's the biggest spread since 1986, 64 points, uh, biggest over under. 64. God yeah. damn. Uh, let's take a quick break, then we're going to do Parent Corner. Oh, I'm so glad before Parent Corner and talk about MeUndies. Tackle your holiday shopping, get everything you need for you and your loved ones at MeUndies. The only underwear I wear. Four different cuts for men and women. You get a style that's perfectly suited for you. They use a coveted micromodal fabric. Three times softer than cotton, available in classic colors, adventurous prints. This holiday season, they'll be releasing a new print every Tuesday. Celebrate the holidays right down to your very core, but why stop at undies? They offer holiday prints in their lounge pants and onesies, both of which are made from the same micro-modal fabric as their undies. 
They sent me some lounge pants. Word, me too. Did you wear those? I wore them. They were awesome. Not only did I love them, but I wore them to go get coffee and I didn't care. Oh, it out was the house, huh? Yeah, I didn't care. Mm. I didn't care. I didn't I care if you judge me. Probably. I don't know. I was lounging. I'm lounging. <laughs> I was Kyle. lounging for sure. Uh, but man, these lounge pants are comfortable. You know why they're comfortable? Because they're lounge pants. My listeners can get 15% off your first pair of free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. All you have to do is go to meundies.com slash BS. What a no-brainer. Neandies.com slash BS. All right, we're back. I have an apology to make to my uh, degenerate son. Last week, I said on the parent corner that uh, that he threw his remote at the TV and broke the TV and now is banned from playing Fortnite. What actually happened was he threw the controller on the ground angrily. Mm. It bounced off the ground and ricocheted into the TV. Oh, wow. So what's funny is my son um, adamantly saying how he didn't throw the controller into the TV. That's not what happened. I threw it off the ground and it bounced into the TV. That's somehow much better. <laughs> so anyway, apologies to him. I had my facts. Well, what he that. didn't tell you is that he had been practicing that move for weeks, bouncing it off the ground into the TV. So um, you I don't can, know. You could maybe give him more credit. <laughs> it's, I don't even know how he did it. Like I, I, I what are the... I, his TV is probably like four or five feet up off the ground. It yeah. had to have been a real whip. You got to live parent corner today as Brad was heckling and braiding my son and talking about uh, how he's going to be trouble. And it's fine. I went one for two because he likes my daughter, but this other one is <laughs> almost hopeless. We played pig. You didn't hear when he was taunting your, your son while he's playing pig. He's like, oh, you're going to hit the rim? Every time, uh, every time your son would shoot, he'd be like, "Oh, cover your head, cover your head!" <laughs> Screaming at him. Uh, what do you got for parent corner this week? Uh, not, not a lot other than, um, well, you know what? The greatest athletic performance in the Icono family for many generations to come wow. occurred this Saturday when my four-year-old Harrison scored six goals. Wow, six goals. After not scoring one, any, uh, I guess he scored one the whole season, first seven games, scored six, doesn't do anything special. He hustles after the ball. He runs through his kicks, follows through, and just uh, is very focused. And actually, he does do one thing special. After the goal, he does a bushwhacker-type celebration dance. Not even really a dance, but he just does, you know, look at it online. The bushwhackers were a tag team in the late 80s, early 90s in the WWF. And, uh, and he did that. He avoids the handshakes and everything. Um, he just bushwhackers his way back to midfield and they start again. So congratulations, uh, Harrison. Do the, there you go. Do the other parents look at you kind of side-eyed a little bit when you're, when you're the bushwhacker? Little, yeah, after like the fourth goal, I was like kind of drifting towards my car a little. I was like, all right, come on. <laughs> just also play a little defense. You don't have to, you don't have to go up every time. He really wanted those goals. I, yeah. I think nothing would be funnier than if he, became a soccer kid and was like in the club soccer scene and you had to go to all these soccer games uh, no, after all me, the shit you've that. given me over, over the years. Uh, I have it with basketball now. The worst. My, my parent corner is really quick, but I think it says a lot. It's a very short story. I was sitting watching TV with my son like three nights ago. And he was like playing, he's playing on his iPad and he's like, dad, 
And I was like, yeah. And he's like, do you think I'll ever be the president of a frat someday? Wow. And I was like, probably. And he's like, all right, cool. And then just went back to the Fortnite. I have no idea why he asked me this. I don't know if he now aspires to be the president of a frat, but, uh, were you watching, uh, we were, were I, watching? I was watching like basketball. It was, oh. <laughs> that's what made it weird. It wasn't like you were watching animal house. No, it was like, like revenge of the nerds was on. And he was like yeah. some, it was just out of nowhere. He's just on hmm. his mind. He was wondering if someday there's a roadmap to him becoming the president of a frat. Well, I would have, I would have maybe issued a a follow up question there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't what really the heck are you talking about? <laughs> you really understand? I didn't know it. anything about frats and presidents and everything. So then we saw friends this weekend whose son went to USC and they have frats at USC, mm. and he was in a frat and he was telling my wife about the frat and she's like, "I think Ben should go to <laughs> USC because they have frats." And I'm like, "What's going on?" Uh, yeah, and then the other thing is. Um, he, Does USC have concrete uh, screens in their plasma TVs? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> they need more than Fred. So then the other, my other part of the parent corner is um, he told me we were out, oh, at the Staples Center. Yeah. He smelled, he smelled weed in LA Live. Oh. And told us that. So excited. He knows, he knows what weed smells like because from the Migos concert. And now he knows what it <laughs> smells like. Well, now he smells hot dogs, and he's like, "That's weed." I was like, "No, that's yeah, food." And he's yeah, like, "Oh, okay, all right, all right." But yeah. that was weed, and that's like, like, "He's right, a the weed detective." <laughs> yeah, it's hard to smell the. It's hard to blame the aroma on the California fires uh, at the Migos concert <laughs> a month ago. Right? Uh, nephew <laughs> Kyle has a has a has a cousin corner. Oh, from the game. Oh, let's hear yeah. It. Uh, so some dude stopped this fucking tattoo I have now is like a fucking target on me. So we were leaving the Clippers game and some guy was screamed out nephew Kyle. And I turned around cause I'm an idiot. And he's like, Oh my God. And that's the real Ben Simmons. And you know, Ben and I are waiting for our cab and he asked us to take a picture. He's like, thank you guys so much. And he like walked away and Ben for like the whole 30 minutes that it took us to get back was like, we're famous now, Kyle. Like we're celebrities. It's <laughs> like, no, Ben, we're not. And he literally, like, he was just, he was just high the whole time. He was high on, on life Wait, well, and weed, I guess. I don't know. Where do we tell us the guys at the fret? So I was just going to say, this, this, this is going to pale in comparison from when he's named president as next friend. I'd worry about him being great. like an enforcer though, within a president, like a sergeant at arms guy at the frat. Um, hey, we should mention it was a horrible week in California here or a horrible weekend. Yeah. And it really looked, uh, it really looked bleak there on Friday. We were just watching this fire rip through Calabasas and, um, Thousand Oaks and Westlake and all these places. And it was just going cre uh, closer and closer to, um, the ocean. And I, it's, I, I I we I got out here in 2002, which you were out here a couple of years before. But when both of us moved out here, there was this legacy of all this terrible stuff that happened in the 90s. Right? They had the earthquake, yep. Northridge. They had um, they had the fires. There's some some big fire in 90 in the mid 90s. I can't remember. And the the OJ trial, the the Rodney King, the race verdict, the riots, all this <clears> stuff. It was just all these terrible yep. things that happened one after the other. And, and then when we got here, nothing really bad happened. This is the first time I've been out here where I yep. was like, oh my God, is, is Malibu going to burn down? It really started, 
I went to bed Friday night and I couldn't fall asleep and I was watching the news and the fire was getting closer and closer to Pepperdine, which is the most right. beautiful campus in the world. I've been there a bunch of times with my daughter over the years playing soccer and it's just like the best. And they're debating whether to evacuate the kids off or not. And uh, it, it was just the whole whole 24-hour stretch was just absolutely petrifying. And a lot of people lost their homes. Um, some people died. All these people were fighting the fires. It's still, we're still not out of the woods really yet. And, you know, as usual, Trump comes in with a, with a tweet and just <laughs> not empathetic at all about anything that was going on. But it was a really scary weekend to live here. And, you know, you see stuff that's happening, you know, when you're living your daily, daily lives and things are happening in this city or that state or over there and you're not part of it. It was really crazy to, to be this in the middle of it. And, you know, even sitting in my backyard on Saturday, 45 minutes away from all this and there's ash falling on us and you can smell yeah. it. And it's, um, I can't even imagine what it's like to be in the epicenter of it, but this was the scariest thing that's happened since we've lived here. Right. I think so. And you know, like the, the conversely, like, you know, people that live in the East coast and check with us, like, they're like, Hey, I, I would never give up the weather for the earthquakes. And I was like, all right, let that be their thing because the weather's great and right. the earthquakes are few and far between. So fine jokes on everybody else but this this is terrible this is really bad i mean you see things on the news you see pictures and video like you would never imagine in a movie it would take tens of millions of dollars to recreate what's going on out there so yeah i mean uh, donate whatever you can there's so many different organizations firefighters people have lost their houses and um yeah there's a lot to a lot of people to reach out there. it never really dawned on me how how scary this would be for malibu because it's it's a two the PCH, basically the Pacific Coast Highway, you go from the tan and you go in and the highway is basically two lanes, um, mm -hmm. two lanes, one way, two lanes, the other way. There's a couple points where it spreads to three lanes for a little stretch, but for the most part, it's two lanes. And when you're evacuating, right. you had all these people that on Friday that, you know, everybody was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, get yeah. out now. You have to get out of here. And nobody could get out because it was two lanes. And people were on the highway for like four and a half, five hours. Yeah, a and, quarter of a million people and like, you know, no hotels from, from Malibu to where I live and by the beach and another 40 minutes away. Right. And then uh, you had really rough the fire. So the PCH is about, I don't know the the whole stretch of Malibu, it's probably like 30, 35 miles, something like that. And the further you get away from LA, you know, it, it gets a little more remote. That's why a lot of celebrities live out as of further. Like when you hear like mm -hmm. people like Caitlyn Jenner and stuff like that, but um, it gets down towards Zuma beach and paradise and um, paradise cove. And um, you just, you're just farther and farther away from everything. So to evacuate, to try to get like toward LA or wherever you're going, you're, you're really like stuck in there. Um, but it was yeah. really frightening. And, and, what was weird was the channels were all, they're running the news for it. And then like, a, it was like 1130 on Friday night and they're like, all right, now it's time for the late night shows. And like, you know, Kimmel and Colbert and, and uh, Fallon come on. Friends was on the channel five and like cheaters was on channel nine or whatever the hell they were showing. Yeah. And it was like that. I was like, really, that's it. All you guys are going to reruns and shows. Like, is it really seemed like Pepperdine was about to burn down. And they're right, like, all yeah. right, and now it's time for Friends. This is the episode where Rachel and Ross might actually kiss. 
It's coming up now. I'm like, can we find out what happened to Pepperdine? So I'm on Twitter, yeah. like just I have Malibu as a search term, and I'm just re I'm just reloading Malibu over and over again to find out what's happening. And thank God a lot of people are tweeting and some people are on Facebook. There was a news reporter that was on Facebook who uh who was just there. It was like a Facebook live basically. And they're showing yeah. that. But um I, I was shocked that one of these stations just didn't stay on all the time. It seemed like a pretty significant thing that all of Malibu had a chance to burn down. You yeah, know? for sure. And I don't know a lot about it, but they say like, well, if the wind shifts and it of course can, then that could be another, you know, thousand houses or something. Yeah. It's crazy what, what could happen. But What could you see from Manhattan Beach? Nothing. They aired, I, I don't want to, this is a, a nothing thing, but they canceled some soccer games Saturday because of the air quality, but that's it. You can't really see a lot. But you couldn't see like you couldn't see the fires burning from over the ocean and stuff. Nah, just a little faintly, but not not too much. Yeah, they canceled all the all the soccer here too. And then the, Zoe had a game like uh, early afternoon on Saturday, and they and they canceled it at like nine o'clock. I was like, all right, that's that's crazy. Those fires are so far away, and they were right. Mm-hmm. The air quality by the afternoon was pretty miserable. Yeah, but pretty awful. Uh, our th- our thoughts are out there to anybody. If anybody out there is listening to this who had a rough weekend, um, we were feeling it for you. Hey, Malibu, I think just that whole area, it's, it's, you go there, it's so conflict free, you know, mm-hmm. you just, it's the ocean. It's just beautiful. It's really, you almost feel like you're in another country. So it's weird yeah. to see it under, under siege like that. And God damn, really scary. We really, really yeah. did. I, that was the most scared by far that I've been since I lived there. Yeah, so long as Mel Gibson is off the road, it's pretty much conflict-free. Yeah, Malibu. But yeah, we uh, like I said, yeah, reach out and, and Only you donate would. if you can. That's it. That but the, that's the thing. Like it was like people like there was this weird part of it where it was all these celebs from you know celebs we hadn't thought of in a long time that were in the you middle could say of this. It, Eddie Money, Eddie Money, like Martin Sheen. Robert Hayes, Caitlyn Jenner. It was, it was, it was, yeah. it was, it was just bizarre. It was bizarre to follow the news and, um, and truly scary. So anyway, um, it seems like I don't want to jinx it, but it seems like things have gotten better and hopefully they've figured out how to stave things off. Knock on wood. But anyway, the cause lock it in. Did you win last week? No, Clay Travis won. I made forty percent on my money, but uh, he he just went seven and one yesterday. All college SEC garbage. But <laughs> you can catch me Monday through Friday, four thirty to five thirty Eastern. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live, also all week eleven thirty five ABC. I'm on the Fox pregame show also Saturday doing uh, picks and against the odds. The Wednesday crew. Harry is red hot. He's like twelve one and one in his college picks last fourteen or something against the spread. So listen for that. And plus, Ken was in that. He was in the Utah Celtics game. I love that. I love Harry's that video. Ken. My friend Ken looks a lot like you know. Ken is like, oh, that guy. That guy's like five foot six. I'm like, no, he's standing next to a guy at six ten. Yeah, he's your height. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> All right, Sal. Good job by you. Good job by you, Billy. All right, thanks to Sal. Thanks to ZipCruiter. Don't forget to go to ZipCruiter.com/slash/bs. Thanks to Caesar's Palace. Don't forget to go see the boys. Kevin Clark, Robert Mays, Ryan Rossillo. If you're listening to this on a Monday, you can go to Caesars. Go see them. Live podcast tonight. Thanks to FanDuel. 
where you get the excitement of researching and building your team each week, regardless of the outcome. Play the gridiron pick'em contest. Just pick winners, no spreads. 10K split amongst the top pickers. Hey, if you're not a fantasy expert, FanDuel is clearly the place to play if you like DFS. New users get a $5 bonus when they make their first deposit. Come play with me at fanduel.com slash BS. Thanks to Simply Safe, they go beyond what home security should be. It's intuitive design influences every step of securing your home. Like installation, Simply Safe ships right to your door, ready to go. Never stops. Simply Safe's built in backups protect you through power failures and outages for your Wi Fi. Baseball bats that hit something bad. All for just $14.99 a month. Order today, you'll get free shipping and free returns. Start your risk-free 60-day trial at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is simplysafe with two eyes, simplysafe.com slash BS. Hey, um, we have some good guests this week. A couple surprises. I'll leave it at that. Stay tuned. Might be a four-podcast week for us. Who knows? Talk to you in a couple days. <laughs> 